Welcome to Yoga Wisdom, questions about how to live your yoga in daily life, answered by Integral Yoga founder Sri Swami Satchidananda. Thiruvalluvar says, if you are born and if you are living, live with some sort of credit, some sort of name, fame. Otherwise, why to take birth? You have died even in, when you were in the baby. There should be some sort of recognition. Yes, so-and-so did something. Everybody must have something to contribute to the world. Your name should be in the who is who recognition. <laughs> there are many names. Who is who? Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> who wants that kind of life? Huh? That's what the world over says. Poor means name, fame. If you are living, live with fame. Otherwise, it's a shame. Just don't think that, oh, I'm here surviving, hmm? one among many. Hmm? No. Everybody should try to excel in one field. Don't try to imitate or copy somebody. You have certain unique qualities, bring it out. And that's enough. Don't say, well, what is this? I'm not doing that. Only somebody else is doing. You don't have the same face. Each face is different. Each brain is different. People always try to compete. And, Why can't I do that? You do your thing. You are you are a special person to do that, and nobody can do that. Do it. That's what sometimes we come across. When we give a job to somebody, oh, why one, why, why we, she should do it? Why not me? Where is the harm? You have something else to do. You prove it. Yes, I'm doing something more in a, a different field. All the fingers are not the same. You want to cut them all? Hmm? Be a unique person in your own way. You have a unique personality. Bring it out. I am the Lord God. Thou shalt not put false gods before me. False gods here means Anything that you simply see for the material value and not for the spiritual value becomes false God. So literally, if I could simplify the meaning, worship only God in everything. Don't see the material things in anything. Don't approach anything for the material cause. 
There are no false gods as such. Of course, uh, scriptural languages, particularly, say, Bible, for example, it was said to the simple folks, not a scholarly exposition. You should remember that. It's not a sort of Advaita Vedanta philosophy by Shankaracharya. That needs thousands of commentaries to simplify it. This is all said by simple folks, fishermen folks, to the ordinary people. So they used simple words. But behind the words, a lot of meaning behind. That's why in the beginning there was the word. What do you mean by word? Just for want of proper word, they use the word. It is a sound, ultimately. The Hindu scriptures call it, in the beginning there was the Nadam. And Nadam is called Brahman. Nada Brahmam. And if you can, you can meditate on this. And that practice would be called Nada Anusandhanam. Nada Anusantanam. That means listening to the sound. Certain schools of thought, they call it Surat Sabda Yoga. That means listening to the sound. So certain words are used simply. It could be interpreted any way. But we have to go into the deeper meaning behind what they meant. It's not that uh, false gods means what is normally understood nowadays is if anybody else worships the God in some other form, it's a false God to you. Whatever the way you worship becomes your God. All others worshipping symbols are not gods, false gods. It has come to that level. May God take care of them, help them. What to do? Please discuss vows, such as marriage vow. Vows taken when one becomes a Swami, etc. Are these not vows taken before God? Is there not karma if such vows are broken? Hmm. How? Hmm. In America, everything is wow. What is a vow? Your own commitment. You have decided to do certain things, to follow certain principles. That becomes your vow. You vow it. 
the question is, if you break the vow, would you face a karma? Not necessarily. Maybe you wanted to do something great. You vowed, you vowed to become a big personality. And you tried and you failed. That doesn't mean that the karma is going to break you, affect you. Because you you wanted to achieve something, you wanted to do something. That itself is great. Your aim was great. Take for example, marriage. Wow, yes, you wanted to be together, loyal to each other. That's what you exchange vows. I'll be loyal to you. You'll be loyal to me. I'll share everything with you. I'll share everything with you. It all depends upon how much you mean when you repeat the vow. It's not just because uh, uh, the priest repeats and you say, I do. I do. Eh? That's all. You don't even repeat totally. Do you? Somebody repeats for you. All you say is, I do. What do you do? <laughs> I'm going to do away with this. <laughs> hey? You have to mean it. Otherwise, it doesn't make any sense. You must put all your effort to stick to that. But with all that, if you fail, all right, say, I'm sorry, I failed, I'll try again. Everything is a commitment. Marriage verb is a commitment, sannyas verb is a commitment. Even friendship is a commitment. Life itself is a commitment. When you want to do a job, you are committed to that. I'll finish it. I'll do it. When you take a job, it's not a commitment. You call it a contract. But unfortunately, even before you sign the contract, you keep a little loophole. If I ever fail, there's a way, there should be a way of escape. Then you are, it's a half-hearted commitment. It should be a hundred percent, yes, I am going to do it. That alone will help you a lot in achieving what you wanted. Certainly, uh, you will feel guilty about it. But if you honestly tried and if you couldn't make it, you don't have to be feeling guilty about it. Said, well, I honestly tried. Maybe it's not for me now. I'm not ready for it. It's too much beyond my capacity. Maybe I'll wait for another time. You don't have to feel guilty about it. Because if you feel guilty, then you lose your courage, the strength of the mind. Yes, Paula? So, uh, we should not think that, oh, there's some karma 
coming to affect you but of course if you if you made a promise to somebody and the, if by that promise and if you fail in your promise and if you by that you have affected somebody else some other's life then certainly you feel guilty and that karma will affect you because you have affected somebody else somebody else also involved in that sanya's life is not so sanya's vow you are making a vow to yourself though you make a vow to your teacher who initiates into sanyas if you fail in that the teacher is not going to lose anything not even a bit but in marriage it's not different it's different the other person expects you to be that way and when you fail it hurts the other person and that karma will affect you because you have unnecessarily created a hurt the other person you are the cause for his suffering so naturally you should feel guilty about it and even if you don't feel guilty the karma will affect you if you honestly if you know that yes you have caused suffering to the other person by breaking your vow you become responsible for that and one thing without commitment in life we can never grow because commitment is a way of training the mind making the mind obey you you become the master of your mind who wants to break the commitment your mind when hops out oh i don't want to do it and you give up then wherever you go whatever you do the mind will have that same tendency to cop out i can do that i can that's why sometimes you people seeing they just roam around constantly they don't stick to any particular place or job practice it just simply comes and goes that means the mind drags them all over today one practice tomorrow another practice today one ashram tomorrow another ashram today one teacher tomorrow another teacher today one husband tomorrow another husband it keeps on changing you will never never grow think before you leap once you leap that's it stick to it whatever it is your dynamic will should be applied there yes i decided to do it i am going to do it i will never back out that dynamic decision itself will help you achieve success in that kapad viradam says avayar an elderly saintly lady what is avow that you stick to it viradam is vow kaapadu when you stick to it only then it is a vow anything 
I've said many stories about that. Even great saints, everybody practiced. You took took a mantra, all right. That's it for me. That's enough for my lifetime. This will bring me everything. This will get me God and all the happiness, welfare, health, material comforts. Whatever I need, it will. Whatever I desire, it will bring me. I am sticking to that. One guru, one wife, one god. There no need many. One husband, one wife. That's it. God brought me, I accepted it. Fine, that's it. Tomorrow you may find out he is a total drunkard, a good for nothing loafer. Doesn't matter. It's not that I selected. Maybe God made me select. I'm going to stick to it and make him better. Yes, of course, it's not easy to keep the wow. You may fail many times. Get up again. Get up again. Stick to that. Before you start walking, how many times you fell down when you were a baby? But you don't give up. Is it not so? Get up again. Walk. Fell down. Get up again. Walk. Keep doing. It's not that easy. Once, because you made a vow, you will go continuously without failing. No, but every time you fail, you must get up with more strength. Look for the reason why you failed. Aha! I see. These are the circumstances that caused the failure. No, I will not face that situation again. See, when you walk, all of a sudden you slip, fall down. Get up and look around. Oh my goodness! There was a banana peel. <laughs> Next time when I walk, I should be careful. In sadhana also is like that. There are a lot of banana peels for a sadhak. <laughs> yeah, everything would appeal to you. <laughs> <laughs> It's all very slippery. So every time you sleep, make sure why you slept, what made you sleep. If you don't check into that, you will face the same problem again and again. So you should have to make sure what created the situation. For example, you want to be a strict brahmachari, a celibate, a swami, a sannyasi. All of a sudden, one day you get a little. Crush on somebody. Mind shakes a little. Okay, why? What is the reason? Until she came, in here I was all strong. Why? Aha, yes. Somehow I find excuses to look for her company. The excuse will be we work together or we do something together. 
something. See, it slowly leans back. You want to be more together, but superficially, oh, we are just sadhaks working together. But in the back of the mind, the mind knows, yeah, that's what you are looking for. And then when you shake it, no, stay away. Immediately, every activity, activity comes later. Sometimes we think here, oh, if we don't do that, what will happen? The ashram will not survive. No. You are not here to make the ashram survive. You are here to survive for something. Ashram is an excuse for you to survive. If you people are not going to be strong, what is the use of an ashram then? You have to survive. So everything could be stopped to make you strong by reading something. Oh, this book, my goodness. This particular passage affects my, make, make my mind shake. No, I won't read that book again. I won't see the picture again. Find the cause for your shaking situation. Stay away from it. Thanks for listening to this Integral Yoga Multimedia Podcast. We hope you'll subscribe. For more information on Sri Swami Satchidananda and Integral Yoga, please visit us online at integralyoga.org.